Come gather ye friends around your flickering campfires and listen to tales of sacking, bagging and caffeine benders. Set aside thine battle between ancient Chinese dynasties and listen to the previous episode on tea as told by us, your storytellers. Eat my dough, you dog! I mean, if you must, dear listener. But don't be fooled by this exciting battle intro. It's mainly just boring tea stuff. How dare you, I gave you most of the boring lines. Who do you think you are? I am Tombo. Currently battling for the glory of the Jin Dynasty here in the city of Kaifeng. Whoop dee doo. Yet another battle by the Silly History Boy Show. I don't even know you anymore. I am Uncle Bilbo. Caught in the middle of this ancient Chinese melee in around 1126. 11.26? That's almost lunchtime. Who's thinking about lunch now? Me. I am the Pear Bear. Feeling a bit conflicted, really. I feel we should be defending this city with the Song Dynasty. Take my advice as our group's top teabagger. I don't think that word means what you think it means. Good Lord, Bear Bear. Did you find our old university tea recipe or what? <laughs> Emperor Huizong of the Song Dynasty didn't see his own toppling coming. He was too obsessed with tea competitions. How about tea? The Eurasia Vision Song Contest. <laughs> the Song Dynasty is rallying with terrible puns. The tide is turning for the glory of song. Ow! Stop it, Bear Bear. It is I, your dear Uncle Bob Bob. And I found it. A believable excuse that non-tea drinking sociopaths can give for not drinking tea? No blow. No, I found the tea time trolley. Bilbo's least lame sloppy narrative device. Ouch. Yes, okay. Semi-reasonable low blow. Hold on, lads. Time for a tea break. Where are we now? When are we now? What are we now? Continuing our silly history of tea, that's what. I'll read the FAQs. You mean the tea leaves? Oh, bag it, Bilbo. If the new listener is interested, they'll have gone back to the previous episode. And the sociopaths, on hearing the utterance of tea, will have stopped listening. I know I have. Shh, I'm reading. Mm. Oh, that's not good. Oh, that's not good at all. We steeped these leaves rather heavily last episode, chaps. So, did the le- Right, okay, so, so, so do the- Clarify, do the leaves power the tea time trolley or, or what? Is, is that why we steep them hard? Yes, to make the facts fun. To make up with your deficiencies with a pen, more like. Yes, all of that. Oh, yes, awfully bitter. Oh, I, oh, I see. Why am I the bitter one? Anyway. I stand by my previous statement. All the leaves can tell me is that we're not in ancient China anymore. I could have told you that. I mean, look around you. Does this look like China? I'm going to say no. Of course, no. Look at the way the visual boundaries between class and status are artfully played with. Look at the fashion. That lady had devil hair. Shush, Bilbo. He's fashioning something. You know Tombo. 
He is the most fashionable silly history boy. I mean, he was rocking the shutter shades and crocs way before society decided to take a long, hard look at itself. That lady was sporting a horned hairdo, Bilbo. Venice. This has to be Venice. Boom! He's just like Rain Man, but in acid-washed jeans. They'll be back, don't you worry. I worry that with bitter leaves we won't be able to keep telling our tale of high tea adventure. And whose fault is that with your over-ambitious storylines? I'm going to say... mine. And you'd be correct. We need leaves. Well, go on, off you pop. Uh, what? Go on, make like a Nordic explorer and leave. <laughs> Fine! Man, where am I going to Walking! Walking! Venice is going to eat him up. Will he be okay? In that cargo short vest and Ugg boot combo? I'm going to say no. Alright, well that's Bilbo dead then. Fine, I'll do it. Oi! Oi, oi, you! Yes, yes, you! F fashionista, fashionista, come here! Oh, gross. Why do the workmen always single me out? What? This is Venice, yeah? Try telling your stylist that. I'll put a sock in it. I will do no such thing. Do you not know that hosiery is strictly regulated through stringent laws? Um, no we didn't. Not a big sock history guy, are we? I'm very thankful Bilbo is not here for this. Why, I hear in London the city employs surveillance techniques to ensure that nobody is wearing the wrong types of socks anywhere in the capital. The laws are enforced by the sock police. <laughs> the sock police? Do you dare mock the sock police, you dirty oik? Yes, the sock police. Four persons who are positioned twice daily at the gates of London. They check the legs of those entering or leaving for improper hosiery. Anyway, that's London for you in 1566. 1566? Is that when we are? I shall give no specifics. I don't care if you're the most stylish of this group. Oh, fine, I'll give you a nibble as I'm such a sucker for those crocs you're rocking. This is Venice. Let's say early 16th century Venice. Great! More vagary! And Bilbo has just wandered off into that vagary! Wait, are you out of townies, travellers? Yes, we come from afar with silly tales, sadly lacking in battles this week. And tea? Tea? Never heard of it. Fantastic. We're never getting out of here. Don't get your top knot in a twist. But I don't wear a top knot. Siri, show me a man that screams top knot without wearing a top knot. Siri? Cirrus! Where is that damn boy? Can't get the help these days. Well, thank you for the let's say it's early 16th century Venice help, but we travellers need to be wending. Which way did your traveller friend wander? From where you wandered, I should wonder. Hmm, I wonder. Yes, of course, Giambattista Romusio. Come again? Giambattista Romusio. He's an Italian geographer and travel writer. He's like our Michael Palin, but he doesn't go anywhere. And because he doesn't go anywhere, I know exactly where he is. And where is that? Yes? And what do you want? Oh, hello. I'm wondering if you can help me. My name is Bilbo, and I'm looking for- Not another voyager. We're full. Signora Musio is extremely busy. Who is he, Contro? A traveller, rocking up with more wild tales, I expect. Oh, don't be so rude, Contro. Do let him in. The more the merrier. Come, friend, and rest your tired feet. Thanks. Oh, my poor boy. Why, you must have journeyed hard by the look of your rackety attire. This is my best vest. 
How rude of me. My name is Jean-Baptiste Ramusio, author. It's fortunate you're here, for I'm currently collating a valuable collection of voyages and discoveries in ancient and modern times, no less. And I am extremely busy. Oh, control, you scallywag. Please don't behave. Go on, introduce yourself. Controficure procitore, at your service. Happy now? I'm always happy. Control here is my standing proxy for one Marco Polo. Ah, the swimming pool tag dude. Couldn't he make it? Oh, audible shudder. No, Marco Polo died over 200 years ago. Marco Polo? Hmm? Writer? Explorer? Pride of Venice? Yeah, I'm not a great swimmer, so I don't know much about him, if I'm honest. Well, I do. Contra and I are currently editing an account of Polo's travels for my upcoming book. Here, have a look. Navigazione et viaggi. That means voyages and travels. Oh, cool. I've just come from China. Really? Uh, you? Oh, how exciting. Do tell. Ah, Signora Musio. Marco Polo also visited that great land, you know. Uh, we were just about to get to that part before we were rudely interrupted. Oh, what? Look. Did Mr. Polo bring any tea back with him? Tea? What is tea? You said you knew everything about Marco Polo, but you don't know about tea. He never mentioned it. My beard, he didn't mention it. Quick visit, was it? Uh, the Polos were there for 17 years, I'll have you know. And he didn't mention tea. The Chinese had been on the tea train for centuries. Oh, perhaps you should give the accounts another skim, dear Control. Ah, 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 there's probably a simpler explanation for this. Yes, <laughs> um, yes. How about this? We can probably blame Khan. What's Khan's beef? No, oh, he blames Captain Kirk for the death of his wife, but I don't know what this has to do with anything. No, Kublai Khan. Polo spent most of his time among the hosts of Kublai Khan. No doubt Khan was not interested in the customs of the subjected people. Ergo, this... Tea thing. Hmm. Now, if we could please get on back to the proper history and not this. Knock, knock. Anyone home? Adj? Adj, is that you? Marco. Polo. Marco. Get him over. I, I mean, Polo. Oh, give me strength. Oh, let them have the funniest stick in the mud. Incidentally, Kirk didn't know the orbit of SETI Alpha 5 was going to shift, so, you know, Khan's anger. Will you shut up? Marco! Right here, you silly sausage. Ah, there you are, Haj. Fellows, this is Haji Mehmet, Persian merchantman and renowned traveller. Hello, Mr. Mehmet. I'm Bilbo. Salam, Bilbo. And you are? Leaving. Good day, Signor Mehmet. Good day, Signora Musio. If you have any trouble with Polo, you know where to find me. I crashed my mum's Polo when I was younger. <laughs> that was trouble. Shut up! What a nice guy. Always good to meet a fellow Star Trek fan. Do I have a tale for you? I love storytelling. Can I stay? My input, as always, will be minimal. Of course you can, Bilbo. Come gather ye friends round your flickering campfire and listen to the tale of Haji Mehmet. I am a native of Chilan, on the shores of the Caspian Sea. That's modern day Iran, Bilbo. Thanks. 
I have recently been to Sakar in India, and this is where I happened upon a magnificent herb. It's in India now. Cool, here we go. Minimal input now, remember, dear Bilbo. Now, this magnificent plant has been making its way across the world from Cathay. China, Bilbo. They make use of this plant, or rather, of its leaves. This is called, by those people, Chai Katai. Tea of China. And grows in the district of Kaishanfu. Sichuan. Someone has been listening to episode 48 of the Silly History Boys show, eh? Shush, Bilbo, nobody listens. It is commonly used and much esteemed over all those countries. They take of that herb, whether dry or fresh, and boil it well in water. One or two cups of this decoction. What's that? Decoction. Concentrated liquor resulting from the heating or boiling of a substance. The words you are now hearing are literally taken from our work, Voyages and Travels. That's a sweet copy and paste job right there. You know, I'm starting to understand what Control saw in you, Bilbo. Please continue, Harsh. One or two cups taken on an empty stomach removes fever, headache, stomachache, pain in the side or the joints, and it should be taken as hot as you can bear it. Oh yeah, the god of agriculture, Shenong. He showed us his see-through belly. See-through what? Are you okay? Do you need a cup of hot decoction? No. We learnt about the medicinal properties of tea in the last episode. And you said you listened. No one listens! Ooh, fascinating healing properties, you say? Oh, yes. It is good for no end of other ailments, which I cannot remember at present, but gout is one of them. Oh, and if it happens that one feels incommoded in the stomach, having eaten too much? Well, one has but to take a little of this decoction, and in a short time all will be digested. Highly valued and esteemed stuff, then. Oh, yes. So much so that everyone going on a journey takes some with them. People they meet are gasping to trade. I move over, Rhubarb. There's a new kid in town. Rhubarb. It's used for digestive complaints, Bilbo. People will gladly give a sack of rhubarb for one ounce of Chinese tea. Wa-wa-wee-wa. Is that a lot of rhubarb? Uh, You are becoming an upsetting digestive complaint, Bilbo. That is most impressive, Harsh. I know, right? And those people of China do say if, in our parts of the world, in Persia and the country of the Franks... Western Europe, basically us, Bilbo. Well, if those people only knew of it, there is no doubt that the merchants would cease altogether to buy rhubarb. Well, what a treat this is, Harsh. I knew there was a reason why Asian people lived longer than those European diarlies. And hey, do you know what? This description of China is the first reference to tea in European literature. Speaking of diarlies, do you think you'll be around for the publication of Voyages and Travels? <laughs> I'll last until 72 years old, so that's not a bad innings, but seriously, I'll, I'll probably make it difficult for myself. I'll be around for the publication of Volumes 1 and 3, but not Volume 2. Let me just pull something out of the air. Fire, that's what's going to happen. 
Kabingo, yes. Manuscript destroyed in a fire before being sent to the printer, unfortunately. So I'll miss the tea mensch. Read the tea mensch. Do, do you have any tea, Mr. Mehmet? Do you have any rhubarb, Mr. Bilbo? Um, no. Then get out, you rhubarbless diarlim. Hey, Gamby, fancy some medicine? Rocket up, Pudge! Nice to meet you, Bilbo. Now get out, we're having a party. Ho ha ha! Ah, I know, right? Bilbo, is that you? Hi, chaps. Yeah, it's me. Alive and well. Um, where's the tea? I don't suppose you have any rhubarb, do you? Like a Saxworth? I don't want to know. Sounds silly! Was it silly? Yeah, it was. But I got to meet a guy who knew loads about Star Trek. Oh, and Marco Polo. The chicken pizza guy. That's where I knew him from! Oh, bums. So we bitterly press on with the leaves we have. Well, it looks that way, but who knows where we'll end up. Anywhere's better than here. That rude Venetian fascinista was right. We're painfully underdressed. Right. Hold on, lads! Oh! <laughs> We're on our way. Next stop, who knows? So did you at least learn about the perfect chicken pizza? No, no unfortunately not. Covered stuff we already knew. You know, I think the Europeans are going to get into tea because they can't poop right. Oh! Oh, well, that makes sense now. I was sifting through the leaves a while back, and did you know, in 1610, the Dutch East India Company imports shipments of Chinese tea to Western shores, selling it to rich people as an exotic medicinal drink. So tea has made it to Europe by the start of the 17th century. Earlier, if you count the Portuguese... What was that? In 1569, a missionary mentions tea in a letter to his king. He was Portuguese. It happened again. The tea time trolley is responding to you. Oh, like an unruly Key Stage 3 group, no doubt mesmerised by my magnetic personality and cool history dude vibe. So, whilst the Dutch East India Company can claim bragging rights when it comes to flogging expensive tea to rich folks who can't poo good, the honourable first mention should go to the Portuguese. That word! Don't say the P word! What? Poo? No! Portuguese! <laughs> Oh! Oh my. Portuguese. No, you're not. And I should know. Hot diggity dog. Ma'am, we are the silly history boys. And lads, this must be Catherine de Braganza. She's Portuguese and... Oh, wait. Catherine, are you married? How awfully forward of you. But, uh, yes. Two for two. I'm on a roll. Lads, lads, this is Queen Catherine of England, Scotland and Ireland, wife of Charles II. Oh, the party king? Yes. And it's awfully embarrassing, I'll have you know, to be a wife that Charles would scarcely choose for himself. So you weren't a Portuguese party princess? No, apparently not. Ah, oh, so being married to the party king with all his partying and consensual for spoiling must be tough oh you have no idea but i know charles does love me and defends me but ah oh, 
If only he could see my my fun side, right? I'm I, I'm fun. I doubt Charles can see past the fact that I was rather sheltered in my youth and uh, raised in a convent. Is that why you're dressed so um? How do I put this? Down. Audley End. We're at Audley End House in Saffron Walden in England. You got Saffron Walden from her clothing? Wow, you are the fashion guy. Oh, Saffron Walden, there's loads of history stuff there. Dick Turpin's handwriting was spotted in a letter in the post office by a keen-eyed grasp. And, and also, me and Bilbo almost crashed into a stag. And the funny thing is, we, we were doing the Richard III voice at the time. We were going, ah, so, you know, if we'd have died... We'd have died going, ah! We don't talk about it. How do you know we're at Audley End, you dapper thing, you? Because I love everything about kings and queens. I've got a song. Listen, there's... Uh, Tombo, please. Okay, sorry. Well, what with the Queen doing fancy dress, I can tell you it's 1670. On a trip to Audley End, the once terribly shy Catherine went to a country fair disguised as a village maiden. But I was soon rumbled, and due to the large crowds, forced to make a hasty retreat. But you see, that was fun, right? <laughs> so fun. Uh, and it was said you possessed, oh, what was it? Oh, yeah, several good qualities. Oh, you say the nicest things. You are right, though. I am fun. I like poor person cosplay. Oh, the Portuguese bagpipes. And I love to play cards and shock devout Protestants by playing on Sundays. Me too. Oh, what a coincidence. Tumbo, please. So, what else do you like, party queen? I bet you like picnics. Oh yes, I adore picnics. Ugh, lads, this is making me ill. I've, I've never seen him flirt before. Can we please go? Poor Beth. And archery and fishing and... Oh, uh, of course, tea! Shut that door, Bilbo. Did you say tea? Oh, yes. When I arrived from Portugal to marry Charlie II in 1662, I brought with me a casket of tea. We Portuguese have been importing tea to Europe from the beginning of the 17th century. Told you, swish. Nothing but net. Fascinating, my queen. Uh, what else do you like? As hard as this will be for you to hear, my silly boy, I like being faithful to my philandering husband. I have my tea casket right here, so let me thank you for a lovely conversation with a cup of tea. Oh, no thanks. Thank you for asking, Your Majesty. <laughs> I just don't like tea. Guards! Charlie? Anybody? Like, what is it, my bro-queen? Wait, who are you for? You better not be the strippers or I want my money back, yo. Um, uh, uh, King Charles II, we were, um, we, 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 we were, we, we were, um... Having a nice chat about tea and nothing else. Oh yeah, Sea Dog is a huge herb nerd. I mean, it's pretty decent when you get your head around how to use it. What with it being so floral and crumbly goodness, I mean, confusing. My mind was like totally blown when you put it in hot water, yo. Oh, what a... Um, buzzkill? Totally. And truth, his Queenie Sea here loves it, my people love it too. And they're drinking so much tea that alcohol consumption is declining. Is 
Is that a bad thing? Okay, so now I know you're not part of the festivities. Yeah, we're probably not. What's the occasion? It's a Wednesday. Oh. So if you're not here for Wicked Wednesday, why are you here? And Seabrag, why are you dressed like a villager? Oh, well, we were, um, uh, well, we were, uh, just, um, uh, being, being fun, dear. Roleplay, righteous. I've been banging on this door for years. I'll be the overbearing apple seller. Oh, wait, before we start, my love, seeing as well I'll be, like, super fluid right now, I want to talk to you about making Barbara Palmer your lady of the bedchamber. Barbara? Yeah, she's, like, totally outside. Hey, she can join us. What say you silly boys? Who's Barbara Palmer? She's Charles II's mistress. Oh. Barbara! Oh, can someone please uh, uh, open a window? Oh no, the vapors. The vapors? Open window? My dudes, you can like totally vape inside. Oh. Oh, nice one, sop please. You dudes have ruined your chance to roleplay the part of discreet guardsman. Oh, but hey, you get to meet the real guardsman. Guards? Oh no, they'll stick swords in places. Grab the queen's tea casket. Let's get out of here. Wheel the trolley. The leaves, bear, bear. Add the leaves. I'm fumbling as fast as I can. Right. It's, it's one teaspoon for every decade. So, um, how far do we want to go? Just put it in. Quickly! Those non-consensual guardsmen are almost upon us! Oh, here we go! Oh, Nickers. We lost them. Fun time, Charlie. We'll not be happy. You total wastrels. I can't believe you let them get away. Well, you naughty guardsmen will have to be punished. Oh, no, sire. It's just like that time we knocked over his apple cart. Go easy on us, Gov, please. The consenting safety words are golden delicious. Oh, that was a close call, chaps. She was an interesting one, that Queen Catherine. Shame about that tea mix-up. Question. Are we just moving through time, or are we moving through time and space? Well, I don't know. You're the one who's just making it up as you go along. Writing is hard. Well, the tea leaves say that time is controlled by the amount and quality of the leaves, and the stirring dictates our landing point. That doesn't even make sense. Pebber, how much did you stir? I don't know. A bit? A lot? Or a bit? There's a lot going on! Where are we? Are we still in the south of England? Well, it's not Audley End. Tombo, fashion report. Well, they look European. London, maybe? Hey, that is a strong possibility. The leaves are giving me the fun fact that in 1706, Thomas Twining puts tea on the menu at his London coffee house. Yeah. But, come on, this doesn't look like 18th century London, does it? I can't see. I think I've popped a contact lens. Oh, where is it? Check under the trolley? Is it behind the fridge? In the trolley at the bottom, we've got a little fridge just down there, behind that bit. Look down there. I said they look European and... Extra, extra, read all about it. Tea is ranked as the most popular beverage in the American colonies in this, the year of our Lord, 1773. America! 
Well, I mean, extra, extra read all about it is American, but I'm going to be really picky. We are a century too early for that saying. But I mean, you know, who am I to argue with a stranger yelling a date? I'll check. You there, paperboy. Well, I'll be. You've got a hang gallows look if ever I saw one. Hey, that's his best vest. <laughs> I beg your pardon, young man. He's speaking old New World speak, innit? Well, ain't you, Captain Grand? Hey, wait. Be you, Britishers. Um... Hold that thought. Extra, extra, read all about it. Those paper-skulled British nasties lean heavily on the good people of far-flung colonies again. Every man, woman, and child in town is primed to punch an Englishman in the face the first chance that presents itself. The Gazette has the full story. Punch English people! Punching English people! Oh, crikey. So, where were we? I was just about to completely agree with you, for your ears do not deceive you. I am like you, and, um, um... Are you calling yourselves Americans here? A united colonist. Cool! Then we are that, too! Well, well, well. I would have had you pegged as a froglander. Oh, no, I, I make us do them as northerners, you know, impose my will. Just like those awful Britishers taking New Amsterdam from the Dutch over a century ago. Oh, a froglander is a Dutchman. Wow, my, my, my prejudice is showing. As my colleague struggles to contain his xenophobia, can I clarify something? Yes, of course. You say the year is 1773 and you're trying to cancel the British. Hate em. Ever since the colonies saw their first public sale of tea in Massachusetts in 1690, the English crown has been taking greater liberties with our liberty. So we're in the state of Massachusetts. State? What's a state? Yeah, sure, maybe the place could do with a clean, but that's a pretty harsh assessment there, friend. The Massachusetts colony was an English colony until it joined in the rebellion in 1776. Hold your tongue, you flapping bagpipe. Rebellion is a dangerous word. It is one thing to punch an Englishman in his silly gammon face, but to openly speak of rebellion is dangerous talk, even for totally legit Bostonian men such as yourselves. Good day, sir. So we're in Boston. In 1773. Boston. 1773. Something familiar. Oh, hey, chaps, I found me lens that was in the tea with the other lenses. <laughs> they were having a regular tea party. Oh, no, a tea party. That's the worst of the American parties. <gasps> and we're Britishers hauling tea. But the American Revolution is mine. I told all of you, hands off the American War of Independence. I'm doing that. After all the others, if you touch Bunker Hill, Uncle Bilbo, I will... Go all Guildford Courthouse on you. I promise you that. I'm sorry, Bob Bob. I sort of fell into this. And so did you, listener. So, for all the fun old New World speak, encroaching on Bob Bob's plans, you better stick to tea. Yes, sir. We are, as always, sorry! sorry. Oh, God. 
episode 48 of the Silly History Boys, or T2 Judgment Tray, was written and presented to you by the Silly History Boys, the part of Venetian Fashionista and King Charles II, the party king did, was steeped for the correct amount of time in just under boiling water by Will Uncle Bilbo Tristram, the part of Controfigura Procuratore was poured into a mug, then had the tea bag applied, which is completely wrong, America, by Tom Tombo Fermor. The part of Gian Battista Ramusio and the Boston Paperboy were freeze-dried at the moment of picking and then presented to the waiting crowd as granulated, granulated tea, instant tea. I'm sorry, that's just, it's not quite tea enough. And that was done by Rob, Uncle Bob, Bob, Bond. I'm sorry, I'm just finding myself amusing. But why not? Why not? I'll find myself amusing and continue. And the part of Haji Mehmet was um, picked whilst its leaves were just ripe enough. I'm actually just thinking I should have written this down. I should have written down the tea comments before doing everyone instead of just making it up as I'm going along. But it's too late. I've committed now. I am not pressing stop and starting this again. That part, Haji Mehmet, was brought to you by me, Stu the Pear Bear Perry. Hello, everybody. And last but not least, the part of Queen Catherine was given to you, steeped in a pot for the correct amount of time, very much like um, Bilbo with his Venetian fashionista and Charles II getting the steeping around amount of time. I've just recycled the same gag now, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, ladies and gentlemen, because that part was expertly presented to you by Lara Larry Breadbin Bradband. Thank you, Lara. Um, thanks to Zap Splat for all the zips, splats and boings as per usual. And to Zap Splat for the music as well. Thank you to um, Rob Fastfingers Tristram. Captain Fastfingers for his intro music as ever. Thank you, Rob. And a big thanks to Shane Ivers at Silverman Sound for Medieval Banquet. Thanks, Shane. And um, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, to you for listening to our show and for downloading our show because our Podbean thingy tells us that we've now had 10 thousand downloads 10,000 can you even believe it and probably only six or seven thousand of those were ours so thank you to everyone else who made it up to 10,000 people if you are one of those 10,000 downloads why not contact us hit us up at sillyhistoryboysshow at gmail.com that's the email or I believe we're on Twitter why don't you tweet us that would be a modern thing that people do we're on Facebook book two allegedly i don't know um thank you very much ladies and gentlemen t2 judgment tray it's over but we move on next week to part three which we haven't thought of the title for yet but see you next week bye oh no i didn't put my phone on silent and it's the silly history boys messaging while i'm recording oh the irony